Hey ho, hello there, VHL. Thanks, big, thanks, Big Al. Um, yes, covering a wide variety of topics. Not this time, but I am going to keep it short. Uh, so, first and foremost, let me tell you where I'm driving. Currently, it's the long weekend. It is. What day is it? It's Saturday. It is Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm mildly worried I might have lost a cooler on the road suddenly. Uh, I don't think so, though. (laughs) Anyway, I'm driving to Regina, the city that rhymes with fun, from Saskatoon. Uh, I'm going to have a little staycation date. Um tonight, kind of, but also get together with some friends for supper, um, and, and, right, we're going to the rider game tomorrow, the Labor Day Classic, every year the Saskatchewan Rough Riders play the Winter Peg Jets on Labor Day, or really on the Labor Day long weekend, and usually Saskatchewan wins, um, so far the Rough Riders are undefeated this season, 3-0, and <laughs> Which isn't like a big like, oh, they're undefeated. Um, Frankly, Winnipeg has won just as much. Uh, Apparently, they're three and one. But uh, I don't, I don't follow football at all, frankly. Uh, But this is the first Rider game. Rider game. I've been the first Rider game I've attended probably since I was a child. I don't remember ever going to one as an adult or a teen, even. Uh, so it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to be in the pill zone, or as it's maybe known as the COVID zone. I don't really know what it is. My only, the only thing I've heard about it is that, um, like the last year, I think, or I don't think there was football last year, but the year before that, when, uh, when the riders won the Labor Day Classic, like one of the players like jumped into the pill zone stands. So I don't know if it's like... <laughs> A standing room only zone like near or on the field or some shit like that but either way it kind of sounds like it's going to be a more crowded um crowded kind of party zone and we got 20 of us ish not quite probably like 15 i don't know um so yeah uh that's going to be a lot of fun that's where i'm going right now uh and i have to apologize to who am I apologizing to? <laughs> Who the fuck was I talking to? Um, maybe Dom. Maybe some other guys. People, I want to apologize to everybody involved in the uh, DHL uh, Junior Prospect Showcase. Uh, so, to, to catch you up, the uh, Dom, Dom, Domg, I like to call him, uh, put together a tournament uh, because playoffs just started and apparently some guys have gone like really ham on recruiting so we got all these new members who are joining like after playoffs started which means their player can't even get on a team um, and so now it's going to be like a week or two probably yeah a week or two wait until you know they're drafted or really anything happens at all uh, so what Dom I'm assuming came up with he's the one who wrote the uh wrote the post on it, so he's the one I'm crediting, uh, came up with an idea to hold a little tournament for these guys, um, complete with a draft, and, you know, there's four teams, uh, just to kind of 
show them off, keep them busy uh, during playoffs. Uh, I think that's an awesome idea. And when I heard about that, when I was going to go do my, I had started actually, I record, started recording a podcast a few days ago on my drive home from work. Um, and yeah, I was gonna cover that tournament essentially instead of doing the uh, noob train. Instead of introducing all our new members, I was just gonna kind of wrap it all up into one and be like, oh, the Steel have these new prospects. Uh, we'll see how they do, kind of thing. However, I did not end up having time for that. I decided I wanted to try to record that podcast. Sitting down with dual monitors would have been the best way to do it. Uh, but I just didn't allow myself any time to do that. So all I really had time to do was to edit a different podcast. So I just released <laughs> I just released the popularity masterclass over on the main podcast feed. Um and that was originally going to be my chodesode, actually, because it's only like 15 minutes long. Uh, and typically, even my chodesodes are longer than that. Um, but yeah, I didn't really end up having time to do uh, the junior prospect showcase coverage that I wanted to do. And yeah, nothing else I'd really recorded. Yeah, I, I, I recorded, I talked about how playoffs were going. Uh, when I was recording on Thursday, it was. I might have said Friday earlier, but it was actually Thursday. Uh, and now it's like three or four days out of date. So now I'm just going to say fuck it. Um, and, you know, the VHLE <laughs> uh, draft tournament has just been simulated an hour ago. Uh, so I'm just going to talk about that for a little bit. Frankly, I don't have to talk about anything else. I could have just told you about my day and told you about the podcast I did and didn't record. Um, and we're at six minutes, but I will give you a few more minutes of real content. Now, uh, so far there's been six games played in this tournament. I don't know how many are being played total. That's not true. There's six teams and they're all playing each other twice. Uh, so there's going to be 10 games total. So we're six out of 10 here. And so far, much to my chagrin, uh, Although, frankly, I actually don't give a shit. But for the sakes, for the sake of, uh, for the sake of the story and for the sake of old memes, Basteris, the Basteris Iron Eagles, the shittiest franchise in VHL history, the franchise that won in season one and was cursed and hadn't won again for like another forty seasons or something obscene like that, is in first uh, by an okay margin, by two points. <laughs> which is a pretty okay margin. They have won all but one game. Uh, actually, none of the games have gone into over... No, that's a, that's a lie. Two of the games have gone into overtime total. Um, and both of those were with Bratislava, but we'll get into that. Um, yeah, Basteris is leading the pack right now with five wins and one loss, uh, while Minot has the inverse and are last in the league with one win and five losses. Did I just say Minot? Yes. What I meant to say was the Rome Gladiators. Um, and so, yeah, looking at the standings, we've got Basteris, Cologne, the two teams that <laughs> that the senior members most wanted to see back, uh, followed by Istanbul, who is a poopy pee pants, uh, is a member of. That's right. I got to be in the VHLE for 10 games. And I'm doing okay with Istanbul. Uh, and we're doing mediocre, which is fitting for Poopy Pee Pants. Um, 
Istanbul is tied with Stockholm with six points, three game or three wins, three losses. Um, and then Bratislava, despite actually Bratislava is better than their record shows because uh, they're two, two, and two, which puts them uh, gives them six points actually. That's tied for the previous two spots, but puts them technically in second last, uh, despite the fact that they have the third best goal differential uh, in the tournament so far. Uh, and I know Istanbul, we were pretty, we were kind of neck and neck with Radislava. We exchanged, um, exchanged wins against them. I think they were our first two games. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on in the BHLE tournament so far. Uh, I'll quickly look at how individually players are doing. So at this point, uh, for tournament lead in points, uh, we got two players tied with 10 points. Uh, we've got Noah Rashford. Did I say that right? Did I... Do I know what I'm talking about here? The answer is, of course, no. Yeah, Noah Mashford of the Brada, aforementioned Bratislava Watchman. Uh, playing quite the role as the playmaking center. He's got two goals and eight assists for ten points. That's currently leading the tournament. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, last time I looked... Yeah, he's right up there in face-off percentage, too. So that's a... I love to see that. I don't know if he intended to be built as, like, the prototypical playmaking, face-off winning center. Um, but it is kind of nice to see players excelling in a role. So, you know, right now he's a centerman leading the tournament in points, mostly off assists. Uh, but he's also acing those face-offs. Here's another fun fact about Bratislava, actually. Um... Their two top centermen are leading the tournament in face-off percentage. I'm assuming they're centermen. Um, so yeah, that's just another... That, in addition to their goal differential, they're clearly... The standings do not reflect how well the team is actually doing, which maybe sucks for whoever their GM is. Um, <laughs> but you know what? They have four games to really decide if they're a good team or not, which is plenty of time. Uh, so yes, Noah Mashford's leading the, or tied for the league in points, or tournament in points, rather, uh, as well as, um, I'm gonna botch the name here, Rayhan, uh, Heavens, Heavens, uh, a right winger with the same, uh, stat line, actually, two goals, eight assists, not as many face-offs, because he's a right winger, uh, but he's with Istanbul, my boy, uh, Constantinople, uh, Red Wolves, not a right-leaning political party, because uh, we're red, we're not great. Uh, yeah, um, another thing I wanted to comment on, uh, sorry, I'm just sort of jumping all over the place. You know how I get when I'm distracted driving. I find it actually interesting, I thought, and the standings are close, like it, there was a 10-point team, an 8-point team, three 6-point teams, and a 2-point team. Uh, I guess I'm actually just surprised to see that there is like that Rome is doing poorly a little bit because the teams were built like extremely equal. Uh, so the fact that there is like any kind of separation at all, like I just thought the whole fucking tournament was going to be six point teams uh, and it's just going to be kind of a coin flip as to who ultimately wins. And I think it is going to be a coin flip as to who ultimately wins. Um, I don't know if they're doing like any kind of playoffs or if it's purely the round robin 
and uh, whoever's leading the standings gets to pick their position kind of thing. Uh, I believe that is how it's going to go. Uh, so yes, currently Basteris has the lead. I'm pretty sure it's RJ Fryman who got Basteris, so uh, I'm pretty interested to see how he'll choose the draft. Um, it would definitely require a lot of research, because frankly, like, their draft pool is going to be absolutely fucking massive. And probably, like, the first couple rounds... Like, like, you probably don't want first overall for the first couple rounds. Um, because, I don't know, all the players, as far as skills go, are going to be pretty similar. Like, there's not going to be that much to divide between first overall and sixth overall. Or even first overall and twelfth overall. Um... So, I suppose it doesn't really matter where you're selecting for the first couple rounds. Um, but later on, I don't know if you want too much of a gap between your picks, because, uh, yeah, as you start drafting kind of deeper into the rounds and you're looking for depth players, you know, 12 picks could be the difference between an active guy um, and someone who's maybe not as active. So, I don't know, yeah. Whoever... Whoever wins, I think these GMs are going to want to put in a fair bit of research as to where they want to, where they want to draft even. You know, throw up a kind of a list of all the draftees and kind of who they want and where they expect them to fall. Um, and then using that information, kind of determine where they want their picks to be uh, as according to, you know, who they think they might be able to get with those picks. Um, I'm going to jump back into, into the individual leaders for a moment here just to see if there's anyone that stands out, especially if it's Poopy, because like I said, Poopy Pee Pants has been doing okay. He's been doing okay. And I just want to see if he's leading any categories at all. You know, he was built to block shots and hit people. I, I don't know if he's been doing it. But first, there's two things I want to point out. A, two players who need more ice time. Baby Bob on Bratislava. Man, I hope Baby Bob goes to Bratislava for realsies. Baby Bob Bratislava uh, is getting 2.37 points per 20 minutes. Give that man more ice time, all right? And not that far behind him with 2.29 points per 20 minutes is Caleb Gadet in Rome. Rome, you're in last. Put in the kid getting some fucking points, all right? Uh, I already pointed out that Bratislava is a face-off master, but did I point out that Shaggy Tipton is, I'm going to say, inarguably the best defenseman in the tournament right now? Uh, he's got plus 11, which is leading the whole tourney. Um, and, you know, there starts to be quite a bit of divide, honestly. He's only one ahead of the second-place people, uh, but, like, the 10th best plus-minus in the tourney is plus 5 by Jim Allen, who has been... Istanbul's best forward. Uh, so yeah, that's a solid six six differential going from first to tenth, which again is like a bigger spread than I'd expect to see. Uh, in addition, Shaggy has, I don't know if he's leading defenseman in points, but he's definitely at least second, and he definitely has the most goals. Uh, both of those statements were correct, so he's tied for first with nine points, but he has four goals, which I'm pretty sure is the most uh, for defensemen. And the semi in front of me was drifting into the other lane a little bit, even though I want to pass him. So that's making me extremely nervous during this pass. So I'm just going to keep my eye on him, and I'll keep you guys up to date. All right. 
I have successfully passed him and he did not sideswipe me or kill me. Uh, let's return to the stats here for a moment. I found the first category that Poopy Pee Pants is a top five in, and that's penalty minutes. Uh, him and a few others have 14. The top two guys, the biggest goon in the tournament so far is Mr. Duck from Bratislava with 22. Uh, followed very briefly behind by Alessandro Nano of Stockholm with 20. Um, so I don't know what, I don't know what, you know, preacher Thad is, is preaching in Stockholm, but it's, he's got some fucking, he's got a goon in Nano in Bratislava. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't be doing so poorly if Mr. Duck would stay out of the box. Says Poopy Pee Pants in third with 14. With three other people, I'm sharing the burden of being a liability on the team. <laughs> uh, moving on to shots blocked. Corey Kitson, who actually I've seen his name come up a bit, so he's been a solid defenseman overall. He's leading with shots blocked with 25, um, which is only two more than new player on Cologne. But that's a whole five more. Third place has uh, 18 shots blocked, so... Um, Actually, that's an interesting stat line, too, because you Rome is in last in the tournament, so you'd have expect them to have the most shots blocked, as clearly they're getting the most shots at them. Uh, but it's interesting to see new player have the second most shots blocked on the second place team. Um, and, like, firmly second place. Like, second place in the tournament, second most, uh, or second best goal differential. Uh... Poopy Pee Pants is notably absent on, on the shots blocked top 10, so fuck me, right? But Shaggy Tipton isn't. Shaggy Tipton is firmly in 8th, so again, I think they, I don't know if they were planning tournament awards, but they should, and maybe even give TP for it, you know, why not? Uh, <laughs> and then hits. This is kind of the last forward category I want to look at. Mr. Duck, unsurprisingly, leading in Pims, leading in hits. Uh, followed by Sports Boy, followed by, was that Tony Adams who was second in, no, it was Alessandro Nano. Where is he on the hits list? Um, under Poopy Pee Pants, who's in fifth. <laughs> Good job, Poopy. Uh, normally hits and pims line up, uh, but Nano is in tenth for hits and second in pims, so not a great ratio. Um, you know, you're looking at... Normally the ratio is pretty one to one. <laughs> For every hit you get, you get a penalty. Um, so, yeah, cool. Uh, right, let's uh, take a quick peek at the goaltenders. Oh, well, it's worth noting that there's been one shorthanded goal scored this tournament by Omi Aberg of the Cologne Express. I suppose it's also worth noting that. And this isn't that surprising with only six games being played so far. But there's only one player who's scored more than one game-winning goal, and that's uh, Damian Wolf, or sorry, Declan Wolf of Fuckfesteris Iron Eagles. And I must mention that there's been one hat trick scored in the tournament, and that's by Gary Tarantino II of Rome. I'm uh, <laughs> assuming and hoping that hat trick came in their single victory so far. Oh shit, I finally found something to be proud about. Poopy Pee Pants, along with Henri Le Massif of the Bratislava Watchmen, are the only two players in the tournament who have got a point in every game. Now that I pointed that out, I'm sure 
Uh, Poopy will not get a point tomorrow. But hey, again, he's doing something right. The actual last thing I will point out, and I just want to really quickly point out that my chote soat is longer than my... It's now, now we're at 20 minutes. I lied. I thought this was going to be a five-minute podcast. Uh, <laughs> there's been no fights in the tournament so far, so bunch of pussy-ass bitches. Uh, let's move on to the goaltenders. Uh, yeah, the goaltending spread is almost exactly as you'd expect for the standing. So, uh, Javier Buberry has been unreal this tournament. Uh, he is certainly partially responsible for Cologne's success. He has a save percentage of 0.943, and he didn't even start in all six games, or at least he didn't play in all six games, which tells me he didn't start in all six games. He, They started someone else for one. Uh... He's followed shortly behind by uh, Orion D.H. Chester the ninth, um, who is a 940 save percentage. Also unreal, also no doubt contributing to Vesteris's record. Uh, Tobias Reinhardt has a 923 save percentage. He's played in four games, so I don't know if we gave two starts to someone else. If so, very honorable. Um, but yes, he's doing great. Uh, David Davis is the last player close to uh, a 90 save percentage. He is 899 for Stockholm. Uh, and Dexter Vaughn, who I know is a good goalie because he, uh, he backstopped the World Junior Canada team to a silver medal last season. He's struggling uh, in Rome with, honestly, 894. It's really not that bad, but his team's in the last. I'm going to blame that on him. And uh, going back to Chester the ninth, he's the only goaltender with a sub two goals against average. He's got a 1.61, which is quite unreal. Um, and in Dexter Vaughn's defense, he has faced the most shots by a long shot. So clearly Rome's, <laughs> clearly the defense of Rome has fallen. Uh, he's got 245 shots against versus the next highest uh, of 196, which belongs to Tobias Reinhardt, actually. Which, again, is crazy. He has four games played. I don't know if he got yanked on one of them, or I don't really know how that works. Anyway, I will also point out that the only team that has two different goalies with official wins on their record is Bratislava. Um... <laughs> as M.M. Flex and Morgan Carlson each got one win. And again, I don't know if that was due to starts or if someone got pulled and ended up taking the victory. Dunno. Dunno, dunno. Um, <laughs> and I will also point out the penalty shot save percentage. Tobias Reinhardt, there's only two goalies who've been in, uh, in a penalty, in a shootout, I guess. Um, and yeah, Tobias Reinhardt has saved half of the penalty shots against him. Whereas measly Morgan Carlson only saved a quarter of them, of the four shots they got each. So, crazy, crazy fun. Alright, that's enough. I did this for nearly 25 minutes, about 30 minutes from Regina, so let's call her there. If you listen, thank you very much. Fucking welcome to the VHLE. Uh... There's a vehicle in front of me that's not driving in the correct lane. What the fuck's going on here? Anyway, yes, thanks for listening. Bye.